Welcome back to What You'll Learn. My name is Adam Ashton. My name is Adam Jones. Today we're doing our first book on, on, oh yes, religion, which is, so what's the difference? A look at 20 worldviews, faiths and religions and how they compare to Christianity. Mate, so we wanted to do something different. We did economics, we're doing religion now, we'll do uh, politics in the future, you know, get away from some of the standard stuff we've done. Mate, I'll, I'll put my hand up and say... I was looking for, I thought it was an unbiased sort of objective overview. I just wanted sort of the basic plot and core beliefs of each religion. I'd say it sort of got 60% there, but it was heavily biased. I didn't realize it was by a Christian, like, The man's Christian, man. (laughs) He just, like, so basically he outlines Christianity, which was good, but then he just compares everything to that and says how they're wrong because they disagree with the Bible. That's right. I guess not objective. <laughs> I guess whenever you talk about religions or your writing or we're reviewing now, it's really hard to keep your own biases out of it. Yes. And that's going to be probably one of our challenges. We're going to be yeah. reading some of the stuff he says and yeah. then filtering it through our own beliefs as well. So that, su- yeah. that'll be difficult. I'd suggest if you're a super religious in whatever religion, we're going to probably butcher it because we're filtering through our biases and we're reading a book that was filtered through his biases. So we're probably going to be way off. <laughs> so please, maybe don't get offended or switch off if yeah. you have strong views one way or the other. But yeah, again, for us, it's just we, we're a little bit curious about yeah. some of these worldviews. So that's what we're going to try and extract. And hopefully you guys can learn a little bit from yeah what we're talking about. Yeah. I think, mate, because I went to a Christian wedding and it was like they're devout. And I just want to know why, what does everyone believe? Why do they? But anyway, so we'll go through... Some of the major ones, I guess, Christianity, Judaism, mm. Islam, Hinduism, Buddhism, maybe a few other. Yeah. So the book starts on Christianity, which is obviously his faith. And he, for him, it's, uh, I guess, his purpose that I got, that I thought of him writing the book was having a good understanding of your own Christianity so he could mm. own belief, so he could defend it against all these other religions. <laughs> and I, I actually, the mark a little. I actually like that. For him, to, for him to say, he says to Christians, you know, for you to compare other religions you need to know what's up with with christianity first and he says to articulate your worldview i guess any worldview any religion is based he says on six questions who or what is god who am i and how do i operate within my world uh how can i tell right from wrong when it's all over what happens where do i go how can i know the truth and how do i know anything and what does life mean how do i fit into history yeah so that's what he tries to answer with each of these religions so part one of the book was importance of a biblical worldview. Yeah, so the distinction here is biblical Christianity, which we realize is also called evangelical Christianity or Protestantism. Hmm. And that's basically saying the the Bible is where it's at and Jesus is the man. Yeah, he's the fucking man. That's good. <laughs> so there's only one God. He's supreme and sovereign He's transcendent and above all of us. He's imminent right here among us all the time. He created the world and the universe we live in with absolutely nothing. So just, just fucking, God you know, made it all. Just bang. He's a legend. Now, there's going to be some... There's one thing. So what I'm not too sure on, the, a big part of Christianity is the Holy Trinity, yeah? Mm. And so that's the, the God. And God uh, comes up in three places, which is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And so this is what I, I don't quite get it. So the far, there's Father, but then the Son was Jesus, but Jesus is God. Yeah. I don't know. So, so Jesus was born by the Virgin Mary, <laughs> who was God. Mate, just give up. Made. <laughs> Siri, mate. Google or Siri. I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. But, but anyway, um, yeah. So, so another one 
I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, you go around in circles all day with that. <laughs> Mate, he says, yeah. and what he says, he says that atheists and naturalists um, can't believe the story of the Virgin Mary because they can't believe in miracles. Mm. But he said saying it was a miracle. Another big thing about Christianity is that Jesus died for our sins. Mm. So humans are all born with a crucial flaw in their natures, and that flaw is sin. Yeah, and that was we're all that's because of Adam. Yeah, Adam yeah. fucked it up for us. <laughs> so Adam disobeyed God, committed sin, and that meant that every person who's born is now born with sin. Yeah. So there's two types of sin. We forget actually what sin he did. Maybe he was I don't know if he was playing up with Eve, <laughs> <laughs> Eve in the garden. She would have been pretty. A pretty attractive, pure, beautiful lady. So, Man, well, we didn't have much choice. Nah. <laughs> What's he going to do? Find a nice looking hole in a tree. <laughs> there's really nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> so, there's active sin and then there's passive sin. So, active includes lying, stealing, murder, mm-hmm. and ad- adultery. Yep. Passive sin is su- uh, more subtle. So, it's your thoughts and your lust and your selfishness and things that are going on which aren't necessarily your actions. Yeah. Yeah, nice. But the big one here is. Uh, Jesus died for our sins. Yeah. So as we said that Adam made us committed sin, so everyone's sinful, but Jesus copped it for everyone and took the uh, atoned for everybody's sins. Mm. So he says, he, he uses the analogy of if you got caught for speeding. <laughs> um, <laughs> so if you got caught for speeding, you, you obviously get a fine. So, but because of God, you do not end up paying for your fine. Sorry, because of Jesus, you do not have to pay for your fine in the end. Yeah. So you learn it was paid like, by someone else, yeah. good old dad or rich Uncle Charlie. Yeah. So that's if your fine was paid. Mm-hmm. But you still would have done, you still would have committed the crime. Yeah. Except so, this is different. So he says, whilst your traffic ticket is taken care of by Jesus, it doesn't alter the fact that you're guilty. So when you turn to God through Christ, Amazingly and inexplicably, your guilt is wiped out as yeah. well. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So you're just going to and pretty turn much, across and then... All you have to do sleep. is you have to have uh, unwavering faith that Jesus on the cross atoned for everyone's sins. As long as you believe in Jesus and believe that our sins were wiped clean because of the cross, we're, we're good. Yeah, and that's where we can get our salvation. Yep. Um, that's right. So there's... He goes through also a bit of proof of Christ just quickly. Yeah. So I guess the the whole rule, this book is just based on the fact that Christianity is absolute scientific and just pure truth. Yeah. So he says there's over 300 references that were fulfilled with Jesus Christ. So before Jesus was around, there was all these, I guess, prophecies, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. In the, in the Old Testament. So he basically ticked 300 of these boxes and the math says that this is one in 100 quadrillion chance of yeah. being chance. <laughs> if they did 300, yeah. <laughs> I don't know where the math comes from, but yeah. <laughs> Mate, the only thing he, he says here, which is, uh, this is proof to him, but it is a logical question to me. He says, to claim anything less than God-breathed inspiration for scripture is to claim that Jesus is either mistaken or lying, which I reckon is... It could be. <laughs> he says that's that's why it's true. He says if, if Jesus was either, then he's something less than God. And if he was less than God, then his work for atonement would be insufficient for our sins. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so basically from Christianity, so Christianity was actually obviously 2017 years ago started. Hmm. But uh, before, I guess Christianity splintered off. There's Christianity that we're talking about, the biblical sense. There's 
Roman Catholicism and then there's Orthodox. Mm. So Roman Catholicism um, is saying that... So uh, our biblical is saying that there's sola scriptura, which means the Bible alone is our sole source of authority. And there's sola fida, which is saying faith alone will save us uh, from our sins and lead us towards salvation. Mm. But Roman Catholicism is saying there's a bit more to it yeah. than that. And you have to be good throughout your whole life. Mm. Don't just You can't just have faith. Yeah. And it's saying, so in terms of authority, I guess, the Bible alone to Roman Catholics. So they believe the Bible alone is all we need for our spiritual authority and everything we need to know is clearly stated in the scriptures and everything was written by inspiration of God. No, that's the first one we're talking about. The Roman Catholicism put that plus the sacred tradition as well. That's the second ring, uh, second lot of things that you need mm. um, for the Roman Catholics. And so the second lot of things you need is the seven sacraments, which is baptism, which is as when you're an infant, it's meant to erase the original sin that we all have. There's confirmation when you turn 12. There's the Holy Eucharist, which is uh, eating the body and the blood and the soul and the divinity of Christ through bread and wine in Holy Communion. There's penance or confession. There's anointing the sick. There's holy orders and there's matrimony. So yeah. they're the uh, seven sacraments that you need in addition to the Bible. Yeah. All that shit, and then you're uh, you're off to, to heaven, which is good. Yeah. <laughs> the so the, yeah, sorry, mate. The, the Roman Catholic sin is mortal sin or venial sin, which is what similar to the active or passive. The mortal is the full and deliberate consent, um, whereas the venial sin is the uh, easily forgiven mm. weakness of moral fiber. If you'd like go one kilometer over the speed limit, you get forgiven. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> that's right. Thank God. But if you, you know. Like someone else's wife or steal or lie, then you're in strife. Yeah, you're off. Yeah. yeah. And the next one, just quickly, was Eastern Orthodox. Yeah. Sorry, Orthodox. mate, let me throw one more thing in there. Is that they, through their uh, repent, repent, uh, penance and reconciliation, asking for forgiveness, they try to repay their sins. But at the end, when you die, there's still some sins that you haven't paid. So that's when you go to purgatory mm. to pay for the sins before you go to heaven. So purgatory is a paradox, it's a state of joy and yet of suffering as the soul submits to the purifying love of God is sheds its immature self-love and then the real self just emerges. And that's, of, uh, and, that's yeah. when, and then you get to heaven? Yeah. Nice. Okay, cool. Pretty so, exciting. <laughs> mate, so then there's orthodoxy, which is the third trunk. Yeah, so they agree that man plunged into sin, but they do not agree he's totally corrupt with the sinful nature like the Protestants do. Mm. The other thing is they say that, so the Protestants, which is the biblical Christians, they say that Scripture is number one and the church is number two, whereas the Orthodox say that the church is number one and the Scripture is number two. So if the church adds a little salt and pepper to the Bible, then the church is correct. Mm, that's right. So the more they practice faith, goodness, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, blah, 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 the more effective and productive they will be because they will have salvation in their Lord. Nice. Yeah. Um, mate, so anything more on um, Christians? No, nah, man. It's, uh, yeah. we probably, <laughs> mate, there's probably a lot more to it. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's everything? Absolutely. <laughs> right, man, minutes, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> mate, so to go into some more religions, Judaism. So I think this was about 2000 BC. Yeah. I'm making that up. And, and so that was the Old Testament. And so basically, Jesus came along. So the, the Old Testament said there's going to be a Messiah who's going to come and save the world. And then Jesus came along and said, I'm, I'm God, I'm going to save the world, mm. which is how Christianity was formed. But the Jews say, no, we don't believe you. 
the Messiah hasn't come yet. We're still waiting for him. Yeah. So that's Judaism. So they think Jesus was a cool dude. He was yeah. a cool prophet. Yeah. But no more than that. He was just a, He had some good shit to say. Good, but some good shit. Did he wasn't God. Did some few cool miracles. Yeah. <laughs> but they're, they're still waiting for the big they're God. They're still waiting, yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's a... It, within Judaism, it splinters off to a whole bunch of different types. Orthodox, conservative, reformed, messiah. Um, but basically, they believe there's only one true Lord. So the Christians had those three elements of it, but I think the Jews are saying there's just one. Yeah. So they believe in the Torah, which was written down by Moses, and they not only believe in the Hebrew Bible, which is basically the Old Testament, yeah. but they have extra teachings of famous rabbis that have been just added with a little bit of mayo over the, the centuries. <laughs> nice. And so they practice the Sabbath, which is a holy day of rest, I believe. Mm-hmm. So from sundown on Friday through to sundown on Saturday, I don't think they can use electricity. They go to church a lot. I don't think they can touch money, can't drive cars, yeah. things like that. It's just a day of rest. Pretty hardcore. Yeah. So another big difference there is between Judaism and Christianity is in sin. So man, they believe man is not good or evil, but he is free to choose between the two. I like that better. <laughs> I, like, I like knowing you've got the choice rather than just I'm all, I'm all bad. Mate, we just, you fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so, Why the, wouldn't you... This is going a bit off topic. Yeah. If, this might be because we're having a few Jimmy's here. On the phone, <laughs> I might be with that. But um, if, you're, if you're Christian, why would you live? If you think there's a heaven and everything's just so fucking awesome at the end, why why live? I'm sure it's... Everything's it must better be on the other to, side. How would you not live? But you just... I don't know. You just it must be a sin to commit suicide, surely. But it'd be so... Apparently, it's so much better. I don't reckon you can get there through suicide. Can I? Yeah? I don't gonna... know. I'm, putting, I'm, I'm making that up. But it doesn't sound right that you could just suicide yeah, your way there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You'd hate to get that one wrong, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be but the other thing is... Uh, they say that anyone, Jew or Gentile... And Gentile just means not Jew. Anyone can get um, salvation through just this commitment to one true God. Um, and through moral living, they said, which is um, exhibiting justice and love. Yeah. Which sounds legit. Anything else? Nah. Islam. Islam. So, Mate, I must admit, I was pretty surprised with Islam. I didn't realize it was so new. So this was 570 AD. And they also believe in all the same things. They admit to Jesus and Moses. And I didn't realize it was so similar. Mate, a lot of them, through reading this book, you find out that a lot of them are very similar. Yeah. And the differences are so petty. <laughs> <laughs> it is, but mate, they're so big. I mean, and... the book's called What's the Difference? But it, it's yeah. not much. It's not much different. Yeah. Um, so if I'm... This might be... So this was about 570 AD in Mecca. This dude named Muhammad, um, when he was 25, went and lived in a cave for 15 years. Yep. And he said that the angel, Archangel Gabriel, came to him in a vision. He told him that... Through the words of Allah, he said, look, Jesus was cool. He was one of the prophets, but the work's not done. Yeah. You need to go out there and be the, the greatest prophet. Yeah, so Muhammad couldn't read or write. So I guess that's what uh, was the most amazing thing about his story. So he just recited all the stories that were given to him by this, this angel. Mm. At the very start, he really struggled because no one believed him at all. He was like persecuted. I'm pretty sure he was kicked out of the city, but then he came back with a big crew. Yeah, nice. A few years later. I think anyone who makes religion has to be pretty good at... Oh, they're good. Yeah, good at getting people on board, that's for sure. So some of the key things from the book for Islam are the six doctrines. So there's God, which is Allah, who is all-seeing, all-knowing, all-powerful. There's the angels. Um, There's a whole bunch of angels. There's scripture. So they use the Torah, which was written down by Moses, the Old Testament. They've got... um, they use the 
but their main one is the Quran because mm. they said that the the Jews corrupted the uh, Old Testament, the Christians have corrupted the New Testament, so they use them. But the Quran, Allah's word, is the main the main papa. Yep. Um, Muhammad is the main prophet. There was twenty eight prophets, including Jesus, Moses, Noah, uh, but Muhammad was the last and the greatest. They said at the end of time, all the dead will be resurrected. Everyone gets sent to heaven, which is a, a place of sensual pleasure. But the pe- the only people that get sent to hell are the ones who reject Allah. And then, uh, yeah. Yeah, let's hope they're not right. <laughs> yeah. right. And then the five pillars of faith is my last bit for this. Is Yeah. So yeah. I guess there's the, the statement of belief. So this is the pub. So they got to publicly say there is no God but Allah. And Muhammad is the prophet of Allah. Mate, did you just publicly publicly say it? Yeah, I'm like, sweet, <laughs> you're in. I'm sweet. I'm in. Um, prayer. So Muslims pray five times a day, all in the direction of Mecca. So they're all, I guess, in union in that regard. Arms. I thought this was really cool. So one fortieth mm. of all Muslims' prophets go to some other people who are in need, who might be widows, orphans, or the sick, or other unfortunates. Yeah. So two two point five percent of their their prophets. Yeah. Yeah. Another one, Ramadan. So Muslims require to fast for the entire month of Ramadan every year. So no food, drink, ciggies, or sex. Yeah. And pilgrimage to Mecca. So one time in your life, you gotta you gotta make the big stroll down to Mecca. Or if you can't afford it, or for whatever reason can't get there, you can just send someone else. <laughs> that was a bit I didn't get. If you what? can't do it, you can just send someone else for you. Yeah, I don't know what the rules are on that. How many times can you go? I don't know. You can just. <laughs> can one dude go for a whole bunch of people? Looks cool though, man. When they go there, yeah, uh, I've seen footage. It's yeah, phenomenal. Nice. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so, so I guess more, no, that was all of them. Yeah, but um, um, yeah. So yeah, the Quran denies Jesus is the Son of God, but he's a prophet. Yep. And they actually believe that he didn't really die on the cross because they slew him, and God would never let something like that happen to Jesus. So he quickly took Jesus to heaven before they oh, yeah. before he went through pain because he was he was awesome. He's yeah. a cool dude. <laughs> Mate, I don't get why the cross is so. I don't know. Anyway, um, Hinduism. Yeah. So the East, which is different in this regard to the West, is the East emphasizes everything in the world is temporary, is changing, and unreal, and that our perceptions of the world are misleading and illusory. Mm. Man, I like that. There's a, a difference here that. So there's monotheism, which is one God. There's polytheism, which is many God. And then there's pantheism, which is saying all is God. It's saying that God did not create the world, but the world and everything in it is all God. Yeah. And and, and so that sort of slots into this a little bit. Mm. So somewhere between 2700 BC, these Aryans wrote down these hymns, prayers, myths, and chants. And these are regarded now to be inspired by the Hindus. And around 500 BC, more writings were added to the scriptures, and that was for the rigid caste system, which you can see a bit mm. in Asia still. Yeah, nice. There was two sort of key um, core beliefs, I guess. One is reincarnation, and that's saying that your Atman, uh, which is your uncreated and eternal soul, can come back, like reincarnated, can come back as animals, plants, humans, inanimate objects. It goes through this wheel of samsara, like cycling up or down until you eventually achieve moshka, which is liberation from suffering and union with the infinite. Yeah. So the highest goal is union with, with Brahma, which is the, the infinite or the impersonal absolute, he says. So there's there's three paths to moksha, and that is one, the path of works, which is dharma, mm-hmm. the path of knowledge, and the path of passionate devotion. Nice. And so basically, in so dharma, the one with works, so basically, whichever you're... Wherever you're born into in life, that's where you work. 
And if you work well enough, then you get you come back in your next life is a bit better. Mm. Is that right? No. <laughs> Mate, so the other key thing is is karma, and that the actions of your previous life determine your place in this life. What you do this life will determine your next life. So yeah. it's saying that these actions, whether merit or demerit, attached to your atman, your soul, and that when you come back next time, will be either better or be worse. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Man, the other, so the other, the other, one of the other paths was knowledge. So I think that was only available to the highest caste of males. Mm. Um, and that's where they do yoga. So they position their body, train their breath and concentration to try and be in line and godlike yeah. to try and get in touch with God. Yeah, interesting cats. I met a few of those yeah. when I was there. It's sadhus yeah. from the mountains. They yeah. fucking come <laughs> yeah. down, they're naked, they're just sitting in the street naked teaching everyone. It's it's all quite yeah. bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, so... One one big thing that they have, and they, they brought it to the West in the middle of the 19th century, so obviously a lot of your Westerners are trying to adopt these Eastern kind of philosophies, which is, you know, good or bad. But they all say that Hinduism, Christianity, and Islam and all these uh, different worldviews are different paths leading to the one reality, and all approaches to God are true and valid. That's a good way to put it. Hmm. It seems like it wouldn't create too many too much fighting. Yeah, but according to this man... Fritz? <laughs> They're wrong. <laughs> They're wrong. Well, we didn't even say the author's name. Fritz Reed now. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. <laughs> um. <laughs> so, yeah, regarding sin, Hindus call sin just utter illusion. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh... Buddhism. So, basically, you got this dude, Siddhartha Gautama. Mm. In 560 BC, he was born a Hindu in Nepal. Yeah. And this seer, this fortune teller said when he was born, if this boy ever sees sickness, old age, death, or a monk who has renounced the world, the boy would give up his earthly rule and discover a way of salvation for all mankind. But so that sounds good, but this kid's father's like, nah, this is this dude's too weird. I'm gonna put my son in a palace, protect him from sickness, death, old age and monks. But yeah. <laughs> Until one day. <laughs> one day he saw them all in yeah. one hit. <laughs> he was going for a walk and he saw them all in one hit. Yeah. He fucking just went bang. So, yeah, he thought he thought there was more to life, really. He, yeah. he thought he's rich, he's got everything, and then he thought, fuck it, I'm going to go out and solve the riddle of life. So at 29, he, he went out on his own. Shaved his head, chucked a robe on. Yeah, so first of all, he did a lot of trial and error. He starved himself to he pretty much died. He, he just went through a lot of different things, but then... At one stage, he sat under a tree for 40 days and 40 nights, and he committed to not move until he found what he was looking for, and that was Nirvana. And he got there. The rock band. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. He got, <laughs> but he got there, and he became Buddha, the enlightened one. Yeah, so the, the flame of desire was blown out, and he had the negation of suffering. So, yeah, he found yeah. it. So basically then, Buddha was a good salesman as well. He, went, he didn't say, here, this is the truth. He went out and said, this is... My truth is what I found to work. You can mm. take it or leave it. Yeah. Um, and so there was four noble truths. So one was suffering is universal. And the very act of living involves suffering from birth all the way till death. But the bad thing is death doesn't even end suffering because you get reincarnated and start, <laughs> started all over again. Yeah. Two was the cause of suffering is craving. Mm. And three, the cure for suffering is to overcome ignorance and eliminate craving. Yeah, and so basically that craving comes from this attachment to impermanent things like health, wealth, status, physical comfort. We need to remove those cravings. And so he says the fourth was to suppress cravings by following the middle way, which he calls a noble eightfold path, which is the right viewpoint, 
right aspiration, right speech, right behavior, right occupation, right effort, right mindfulness, and right meditation. Mm. Interesting stuff. I guess we've done a few other books with kind of Buddhism theme, if, mm. if people want to listen to it. Now, what I like about this, he says there's a strong focus on self-effort. In that Buddha taught that you must uh, take effort, whereas Christianity teaches us that we have to turn ourselves over to him, over to God, and that God will give us the power to live successfully. Yeah. And so he says that the author says everyone has a choice, Christian or otherwise. You either take the path of self-effort or you yield everything you have to Christ and trust in Christ as a Savior and Lord. Mm. And so Fritz is selling it that you should give over to Christ. <laughs> I don't know. I yeah. like a bit more control. Yeah, 100%. And then part four is yeah, cults, new religions, and your cult. Yeah, I guess so, if you didn't have a worldview, you'd think all of them look like cults, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> There's a bit... I don't know how he distinguishes... Mm. But there's what there's another what fifteen or so. So we'll just pick a few of the we'll best ones and whiz, whiz through them. So he says, why do cults grow so fast? So why do they teach t- teach error and heresy and grow so fast? So he says they answer human needs and offer practical solutions to problems like loneliness, spiritual emptiness, and the desire to find a way to please God to serving Him faithfully. Now he also says that a lot of the targets for cults are like Christians and stuff. They pick up Christians mm. to join their cults. Yeah, so he says it's like counterfeit salvation. Yeah, yeah fake. <laughs> Man, there was a lot of these in in the book where he put them in air quotes when he was talking about other religions. Mm. <laughs> like, talking idiots. about salvation in, in, in quotes <laughs> and uh, enlightenment in quotes compared to his real salvation yeah, and real enlightenment. Yeah, going to go rock it out in heaven. <laughs> what are we? We're fucked. <laughs> uh, so the first one, yeah, was Jehovah's Witnesses. Man, so everyone's, or maybe not everyone, but I'd say a fair chunk of people have probably had the knock on the door yeah. from the Jehovah's Witness bringing their Watchtower magazine over yeah. to tell you about. So it came. It all started with Charles Russell in 1852 to 1916. So as a teenager, he rejected the church because of the Trinity and the thought of hell was unreasonable to him. So he started a Bible study group at 18, developed his own theology, and in 1879 he launched the Watchtower magazine, I guess. Yeah. Now, I heard a, a quote, I don't know, I think this is probably more, a, a, it was a comedy routine, but basically they said the difference between a cult and a, and a religion, there's a, a a cult is like you've got one dude who makes up a story and gets a lot of people to believe it, and then a religion is the same thing, except the original dude is dead. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was the, uh, yeah, the difference. But mate, I like this one, there was good sales techniques here as well, in that they said that Look, you need to come across to um, be a Jehovah's Witness so you can get to heaven. Yeah. The the Armageddon is coming, mm. and it's coming in this specific year, this specific date. I think it was 1925 was the first date yeah. he said, and only 144,000 people were going to make it. Yeah. So they had to go out and recruit. Yeah, and if you come after that, you won't go to heaven, but you'll be living on an earth after the Armageddon, which is slightly yeah. better. <laughs> so yeah, yeah exactly. 1925, they said the Armageddon was going to come. It didn't. Obviously, yeah. so then after that they said actually no, nah, 1935. Yeah. So then you know everyone was like rallying the troops before 1935, and they're like, oh fuck, no, yeah. they missed it Dinner. again. Then they said it again. So yeah. 1975 was a real big one. They recruited more and more. Yeah, they actually told everyone to don't have kids. You know, yeah. so people didn't have kids for decades yeah. or whatever. Quit your jobs, give up college, give up the whole lot because the whole world's fucked. You yeah. should prepare for this. 
and then it didn't come. <laughs> it didn't come again. Have they said a new date? I don't no, know. they stopped. They, they stopped, stopped doing specific dates after that, and we said generally in vain. Mate, if, if people didn't have kids and didn't get like the numbers would dwindle after a, a generation. Yeah. So it was probably it was a risk. They bet a lot on that. Mm. They're still going. They're still they're strong. still going. Yeah, yeah. They're rocking it. Um, another one was the Mormons. Mm. Um, and there's like a, if anyone's seen the musical recently, Book of Mormon is a pretty good overview of, or the South Park episode is a pretty good overview of their beliefs. Yeah. Uh, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, similar to Christianity, but a fair few twists um, in the plot. In that this dude in America said that, you know, originally there was these, uh, all the Christians were in America, but they all died out. But their story was written on gold plates. This angel Moroni came to him and said, you know, dig up the plates and translate them. So he went and translated them. But yeah, and it turned out actually that uh, Mary was fucked by God. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jesus popped out. It's all pretty bizarre. Um, but yeah, hey, that sounds more legit. Than... Well, it's a, yeah, if you, yeah. I guess you're in Mars looking at both stories. Equally plausible. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, just yeah. So we'll breeze through the rest. Of it. Yeah, I think that's mate. There was. A few things here that they've, they've twisted the Mormons a little bit recently because originally they said that the penalty for any white mixing blood with a with a Negro uh, would um, yeah would be death. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so. Yeah. Mate, there's a, so there's a few. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not good. No. So yeah, the, just a few other ones quickly. It's so the New Age, which he I guess gets stuck into, and basically these guys are all just idiots who just who are they're lacking self-organization but they're hoping <laughs> to transform society through a way at a reawakening that will in, emphasize self-discovery spiritual growth and enlightenment so they draw on hinduism yin yang nothing's absolute everything is relative and all paths are leading to the same thing which is good that sounds good but this guy says it's, it's no all good. fucked yeah what about baha'i baha'i yeah. seems pretty solid as well i reckon yeah, so again, it claims that all the major world religions are not contradictory or competitive. Yeah, he says, and he says all these dudes are the same, you know, Adam, Moses, Jesus, Muhammad, Buddha, all these guys are all on a level playing field. Mm-hmm. I think that's all right. Yeah, Yeah. so the major goal of Baha'i is the unity of mankind, which, mate, that's a pretty good goal. Don't mind that it. That sounds good, yeah. Yeah. Mate, there's, they've got like uh, the evolutionists as well, who's like Charles Darwin, who's like, you know... It wasn't God that created the world, but, you know, maybe the Big Bang, and so everyone's evolved through survival of the fittest, mm. and he calls that one cult as well. Yeah. <laughs> Krishna, they're all cults. They're all... Yeah, the Hare Krishna, which is pretty much Hinduism, but they've taken, they've twisted it a little. Mate, did, um, you save, um, did you save a couple of his quotes? Oh, there's... Mate, there was some... Basically, there's a lot of times throughout the book where I'd highlight it, just because this guy was not hiding his um, subjectivity and his bias. Yeah. Basically, he says there's a, there's a, there was a lot of them, but a couple of them here was like when he says that uh, Muhammad was illiterate. He said, "Oh, it's no wonder that Muhammad developed theologically flawed ideas." And there was one. <laughs> he says here, "Anyone with common sense can understand that the Bible says that in order to believe in Christ, then you will be saved." Yeah. <laughs> like there's some, there were some ridiculous quotes in there. Yeah. But uh, so, <laughs> mate, what's the difference after all that? That's um, the question. I, reckon, I don't know. I think you just got to either pick one or don't worry about it too much. Either I reckon you either got to commit hard to one or mm. don't bother. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> mate, it's totally fucking shit. <laughs> if one of them actually turns out to be true, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Mate, what happens? I don't. Yeah. Mate, what about the people thousands of years ago before some of these religions? 
So everyone's fucked. <laughs> everyone's fucked. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I still. I, yeah, I still think. I, I, I want to know. Like, I guess more reasons as to why people uh, believe. Like, why would you? Why would you pick one of these and go for it? Yeah. And stick to it. But this book didn't give it to us. Yeah, mate. So should we? Should we sing it? Yeah, we'll make some hymns. Hymns and hearts. <laughs> yeah. Who is God? What is God? Who are you? What are you? What, what should you do with your life? What do you believe? I'm Mormon. I think that Mary got fucked by God. There's one God. No, there's three gods. No, we're all gods. Muhammad rocks. He rocks. He's illiterate. And God told him what happened. And then God, yeah, he just wrote it down. He just wrote down the fucking Quran. Oh, yeah, Muhammad. Siddhartha Kodama sat under a tree for 40 days and nights until he achieved her. Oh, no. He got no more.